Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. I am Mike. I am joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? Not too bad. Um, I know we are the uh, NPR of podcasts. We're very calm, but this yes. is a, despite our calm nature, this is a very exciting episode, and we are ecstatic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, no joke. Probably top three favorite dynamite episodes ever. Yes, I, I loved it. Yes, we are monotone, but we are thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> We're very calm, very excited. Mm-hmm. My my uh, heartbeat went above eight beats per minute. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is very fun. Um, Tony Khan got us kicked off early last week. <laughs> after, well, it's first like right of all, after Rampage, right on Rampage, yeah, like going yeah. into Rampage, he said this is going to be a really exciting episode and I have a fun surprise for everybody. And then, and when he said, I have a fun surprise for everybody, I was like, okay, let's just hold our horses. He's probably has like a date, like a fun date mm-hmm. for us or something that he's going to mention. And, but he didn't say anything. I was like, why, do, why does this man do this? Mm-hmm. Because he's done this many times now where he says that he's got a, he's got an announcement and then it doesn't happen. Or so a lot of the times, which is the case in the end, he'll say he has an announcement and then he doesn't give an announcement, but something just happens on the show. Yeah. Like, just don't frame it as an announcement. It's mm-hmm. strange if it's if you're not going to announce something like if it's if it's a surprise, say it's a surprise because yeah. that's different. I don't know. It's weird. It's funny. He's very strange with the uh, verbiage that he uses mm-hmm. anyways, which he finally admitted it last night that. Yes. He, he probably worded his stuff wrong. So. <laughs> yeah. So then after the show, I was like, well, and the, oh, no, during the show, I was like, did he give the announcement? And you said, well, he did announce the that they're that they're going to do the. Uh, the qualifying match for um, the. Face of the la- or face of the revolution ladder match, and it's going to mm-hmm. be against a surprise person. So I was like, OK, you know what? That was probably the announcement. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, he said, you know what? It was such a packed show. I decided to save it for next week. Um, we're going to, someone's going to burst through the forbidden door and slam it in the face of his previous employer. It's a big time free agent. And everyone's like, wait, wait, hold on. The fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's loose. He put out like three different tweets. Um, yeah, he was going crazy for a little bit. <laughs> Will Washington from Grapsity actually texted him after the first two tweets and was like, hey, can you confirm? Is Are these two surprises? Is this one surprise? And then Tony Khan uh, saw the message. It said red on his text. And then he hopped back on and said, just to clarify, the uh, the surprise is the is a signing. Somebody's going to be signing a contract and joining AEW and coming through the forbidden door. And then later on, he realized that he kind of fucked that up mm-hmm. <laughs> because the definition of coming through the forbidden door is somebody who is contracted to another company and is making an appearance, mm-hmm. essentially originally coined by Hiroshi Tanahashi with the Chris Jericho thing. Yeah. And he still hasn't, Tanahashi still hasn't been able to go through it yet. Stupid COVID needs to get out of here so he can actually go through the door that he coined. <laughs> he made the door. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he built that door and then never used it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Which, yeah, I'm sure so, once COVID's over, he's gonna show up to Facebook. Yeah, of course. He's he's not young. He's gotta he's gotta protect himself. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so this is exciting. So everybody and their mother watched last night's episode. Um really exciting stuff. Of course, you had the everyone saying like Oh, who could it possibly be? Is it Jeff Hardy? Are they buying out Ali? Which I said that was a possibility based off of his verbiage, but not in the real world. No, it probably way too much and WWE probably wouldn't even want to do it. They could have potentially bought out Jeff Hardy's um, non-compete, but there's no point because Mm -hmm. that's up in March. So yeah, and he's a hundred percent coming. Yeah, uh, there's... (laughs) You don't have to do any of this for Jeff. We mm-hmm. know he's coming. You don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. But with the way, with how excited he was, I was like, oh, there, it, this could be Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Because of that, it wasn't. It did break who this was or who people were. They weren't willing to stake their name on it, but they're willing to speculate on it. And we'll get to that. Ah, fuck it. Let's just say it was Keith Lee and it yeah. was cool. It was awesome. Um, so I found out about that. I mean, this is who I said it was going to be the whole time. Yeah, that's feasibly the only big enough star that it could have been. And this is, Unless like Okada actually showed up. And this is who I wanted, which is funny. Because like when the Christian Cage stuff was happening, I was like, this is Christian Cage, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, based off what he's saying, it has to be Cena. Or that. like, no, guys, it's Christian Cage. It's mm-hmm. going to be Christian Cage. And then and everyone lost their mind. It's like, well, that's your fault because clearly, clearly, it's Christian Cage. And with <laughs> this, is like, clearly, it's fucking Keith Lee. Yeah, like it's Keith Lee without a doubt. It can't be Swerve. He's not up for a week. Um, it can't be Hardy unless he's bought him out. And I don't think they would be teasing it that hard. Like with yeah. Matt Hardy teasing that, oh, unless TK bought out Matt's uh, or Jeff's contract. No, of course he's not going to. They're not going to tease it like that. That's a red herring. Mm-hmm. You know they're not just going to reveal it mm-hmm. like that. Um, I mean, the rumors got crazy. Triple H was coming in. Yeah, but like, what? You're going to put <laughs> Triple H in a ladder match? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. The man can't. That man can't wrestle any match, and he had heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And he he could barely wrestle in the like three or four years ago in that match with uh, HBK against Kane and Undertaker, which is yeah viewed as one of the worst matches of the past 10 years. So like, what are, what are we doing here? Or like Mm -hmm. it's Wyndham. No, it's not fucking Wyndham Rotunda. I think he's done with wrestling. Speaking of Wyndham Rotunda, I think he's just going to start making movies. Cause isn't that what he's doing right now is making a movie. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's in any rush Mm -hmm. and I feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just none of this made, any sense like uh the only other one would have been shane mcmahon and i would have been so mad (laughs) i like there's some people who like shane or they're like oh aside from the punches he's had some pretty no fuck shane mcmahon i do not like he just jumps off of stuff super yeah i I, he has (laughs) there's nothing that makes me want to change there are two people that make me or sorry three there are three people that i will change the channel on with every single time and one of them is like the more it's more of a take one is shane mcmahon um 
Baron Corbin and The Miz. I fucking the there's <laughs> absolutely nothing there for me with the, there's nothing enjoyable about him. His <laughs> matches are boring, his character is stupid. Anyways, I don't just want to bag on The Miz. <laughs> but, I only wanted it to be Triple H just for him to come out and pedigree Cody. Oh, it would be that would have been awesome. <laughs> it would be fun and it would be cool, but there's no way it's him because he's not yeah. going to do a ladder match and challenge for the TNT title. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was rumors that it was Cody again, or maybe I just thought that because he's, you know, he's technically I not mean, signed. It's a, it's a fun theory, but mm-hmm. again, like he's, he's going to come through the forbidden door and slam it on the face of his former employer. That doesn't make any sense. He's going to go back, come back into the company and slam it on their face. Come back in. Ryback. Start rumors of Ryback. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. Like I just saw people like they're like like I don't think Keith Lee's a big enough uh, surprise for like really. Yeah, it's Keith, Keith Lee. <laughs> like where the I don't know what the things that goes through people's heads when these things are happening is. Yeah, like, well, now you see a lot of people on Twitter like, "Oh, Keith Lee sucks," and then people going through those people's old Twitter posts and talking about like from like last year or something like, "Oh, Keith Lee's the best. I'm so happy and stuff." It's <laughs> the same thing every. It's the same story every time with Malachi and Andrade and mm-hmm. Adam Cole and like whatever. I, I just <laughs> I don't want to. I can't even hear about like, oh, of course this person. Like, yeah, of course they do. They do it every single time. Mm-hmm. Every single time you you look at their tweets a year ago and they say how this person is a main event star and I can't wait for them to headline WrestleMania. And then now it's like, oh, Keith Lee, Keith Lee's fat and slow. Like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, now all of a sudden Adam Cole's small and has no personality. He's not yeah. any small. <laughs> well, he didn't shrink. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> been the same person since I saw him wrestling Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, good. It's just so... It's exhausting. It's so transparent, which is funny, because these people <laughs> are so opaque and so transparent. <laughs> I don't know how they can be both, but somehow they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. So anyways, Tony really hyped the fuck out of this episode. Yes, he did. And then heading into it... Um, he was saying that his big announcement, his big announcement is not going to be Keith Lee or like is not the, uh, the free Ladder agent. So it's like, holy shit, this is, yeah, there's a second thing coming. And then Andrew Zarian from uh Matt Man podcast, uh, put out a tweet that said, uh, what if it was more than one person? And mm-hmm. then he put out another tweet that said, Oh, I, like the the forbidden door is a very apt description of what Tony Khan has of what Tony Khan has planned. So it's like, okay, some shit's going down. And then I found out who it was. Mm-hmm. I saw that the other thing happening was Jay White, which mm-hmm. is also awesome and is one hundred percent a forbidden door thing. Yes. And that yeah. is where Tony Khan last night he said, Yeah, I realized I butchered my previous definition of forbidden door. So mm-hmm. on Sunday, I secured Jay White, which is yeah. sort of like, okay, this is such a huge thing. And for it to just be like a oopsie doopsie, mm-hmm. let me just throw Jay White in here. It's like, oh, have, do you have anything planned for him? Or Yeah. When we get to his debut, I've got Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk uh, about it then. 
fantasy booking of what might happen. Yes, yes. I, I feel like we're going to have a, a fair bit of fantasy booking on this podcast mm-hmm. episode today. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the start of oh Dynamite. Oh, gosh. What a fucking opening. <laughs> we had a, another episode where we're not starting with a match. We have MJF's celebration, his coronation as the only person Better than to the defeat. best of the world. <laughs> the only person to defeat CM Punk in AEW. So first we have Wardlow is sent out on his own. He comes out to the ring carrying cardboard cutouts of MJF to display mm-hmm. around the ring. And he looks pissed. Yeah. He looks so upset that he's been brought down to this level. He's setting up these cardboard cutouts. He hands a piece of paper to Justin Roberts and Justin Roberts introduces each member of the pinnacle with all of their shining accolades. And then, and then Spears comes out last and he hands essentially a giant dossier (laughs) to, to Justin Roberts. And he goes through and he's going through all of MJF's accolades and MJF comes out on a palaquin like he's macho man, Randy Savage being carried to, being carried glad to the Ex- ring. I'm so glad Excalibur said what those things are called because I never knew that was yeah. the term for it. I wouldn't have said what it was, so I'm glad he did yeah. as well. <laughs> I even Googled it to get the right spelling. Mm-hmm. Palaquin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember when Macho Man used to come out like that, and I always yep. liked that as a kid. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Um, he, gets a, he gets a kiss on the cheek from uh, one of the women at his side, and the other one he starts making out with and apparently that is his girlfriend yeah that's what i saw too because i was like dang i hope that's that's those are some real kisses going on right now <laughs> i mean i mean actors kiss all the time but yeah it's uh i was like oh shit okay yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't find that out until later mm-hmm. but um yeah uh mjf he makes it crystal clear that uh he is now the best in the world um mm-hmm. he said that he beat CM Punk, not once, but twice in Chicago. And now he is better than the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And he says it's a little, he's a little bittersweet because he just beat his childhood idol. And when he beat him, he leaned over and he whispered in his ear, You suck. I Which love is that. funny because people did catch him lean over and whisper, Thank you. Yeah. In his ear, which you pointed out last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That yeah, because you could clearly tell he's thanking him, but I love that he just yeah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, my favorite thing was when uh, of this segment was when Sean Spears handed over the uh, the thing for Justin Roberts to read. As he was reading it, Sean Spears was like right up beside him, like mm-hmm. glaring into the side of his head with a big beaming smile on his face, mm-hmm. like reading yeah. it over top of him. Yeah. So <laughs> funny. Um, Sean Spears has been excellent lately. I love it. He's so good. He's incredible comedy right mm-hmm. now. Um MJF said that he would not have beat CM Punk if it wasn't for the his giant strapping sidekick, Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, you see, that's the only time Wardlow's face like showed any type of positive emotion whenever he thought that he was gonna say him and then it was Sean Spears. Yeah, like Wardlow's acting is awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Um MJF declares that it's time for him to start 
moving towards the AEW World Championship. And of course, out comes CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, MJF's win last week was more suspect than his spray tan. And he says that, but he knows that he looks in the ring and he wants to do something about this, but he knows MJ or MJF's not going to give him his match. So he thought, you know what? I should actually probably have some friends. I know I'm not somebody who's known for his friends, but I got one or two. And out comes Sting, out comes Darby. They've both got bats. They hand a bat to to uh, to Punk, and he said he'll he'll happily beat the rematch out of them. But he says, "But I don't want I don't want a match from MJF. I want a match from the guy who actually." beat me fair and square i want a match with wardlow and yeah. everyone Ooh. yeah the whole crowd Ooh. <laughs> which is great and then he says wardlow you're so much better than these guys you can leave them at any point you're a big bad man um and then punk's able to talk mjf into a match but not a match against him he has to do a tag match and at first we thought it was going to be a rematch of the of the six-man tag between mm-hmm. FTR and MJF and Sting and Darby and and Punk, but MJF says no, I'm I'm not wrestling here. There's no way I'm wrestling in Jersey. This is a shit stain. Mm-hmm. And FTR says, you know what? That's fine. We'll do a tag match. And he said, and uh, Maxwell says that's fantastic. Um, you guys do your tag match. If I think he said if he wins, he gets his match against me. I'm not exactly yeah, sure. He said if if you win, you can have a rematch and you can name a stipulation. So right, okay, cool. Probably get a cage match or something, or Wardlow in a shark cage match or something. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be Wardlow awesome. on a pole match. So he says, perfect. You get your choice of tag team partner, but it can't be either of Tweedledee or Tweedledum on that stage. So immediately. The Colt speculation queued up in my mind, and I didn't even know that this match. I didn't even think that this match was happening this night, this episode. Yeah, I thought it'd be next week or something. But yeah, so when they showed the match graphic, they said coming up next. I was like, oh shit, okay, great. Or I immediately thought of Wardlow. Soon. I immediately thought Wardlow. Wardlow would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Wardlow would have been awesome, or or uh, or Colt. And mm-hmm. we'll get to what happened later. Um, yeah, and then did you see, uh, like, right after the segment, CM Punk got on Twitter. Uh, it's like, Dan Housen, are you good to go? Are you cleared? And then he texts Samoa Joe, are you even in the country right now? Yes. <laughs> really good, really good Twitter. Yeah. I mean, CM Punk's a great Twitter follow. Yes, yeah. He's, he's really he's... good at social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes when he gets angry, it's awesome because he just starts going off on people. Yeah, so the first half of the show is almost all promos and vignettes mm-hmm. and talking but it was all good it was all funny the next segment that we had was really funny it was oh yes and- finally andrade <laughs> in the back with his people with sting and darby mr. and stink. he finally found darby's boss <laughs> and he says mr stink um we all know that this kid works for you i have lots <laughs> of money i would like to buy him and stink says actually Andrade, uh, I don't know if you know that this is not a child. This is a man, a grown man. And no, he does not work for me. He does not work for anybody other than this company we all work for. Um, If you want to work out a deal with him, you have to, you'll have to ask him yourself. 
And then Darby says, man, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm not interested in money. He's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's, this is not going to work here. The only thing I'm interested in is the TNT title. And then Andrade says, ah, you see, this is where we're the same. I am also interested in the very same thing, the TNT title. So I was like, oh shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, okay, maybe they're going to have a match. And then the winner gets to go the TNT title. And then I was like, oh fuck. What's the TNT title thing that's happening? The ladder match. Yeah, These guys are going to be it. in the ladder match. Yeah. That ladder match is going to be insane (laughs) like i thought they were building towards a match between these two guys i don't think maybe after the ladder match i could see after the ladder match they do like a stipulation where like if darby loses he's got to join andrade's group or something yeah or like one of the two will cost the other in the match maybe andrade or no maybe uh darby costs andrade yeah the tnt title match um or i could definitely see like match and then andrade coughing drop and I mean, uh, Darby Coffin dropping Andrade, like taking them both out of the match, and then yeah, like Andrade's I, pissed at him. These multi-man big ladder matches or battle royals or whatever it is that they have, mm-hmm. they're good for splintering off and doing different stories afterwards. So I think this is a nice way for them to finally get physical with each other and then continue the feud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like after the match when Andrade or match promo after Andrade walked off. Sting says, "I don't know if he's uh, what he means, but he's serious." So I, I like that. <laughs> Just this is so funny now, and mm-hmm. we saw later on in the episode. I don't think that Hardy is going to be involved with this group for very long. I don't think so either. From this point on, so I think that we're not going to have to have Andrade on Andrade. Andrade bogged down too much with Matt Hardy. Yeah, but you saying that if Andrade and Matt Hardy had attacked him, that's what they should be called, Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> Andrade? Yeah, Andrade. <laughs> that just sounds like you're drunk. It does, I don't, and I do not <laughs> like it. I'm sad that I brought that into the world. Okay, so now we have we have the Blade versus Wardlow. And this was essentially an elongated squash match for Wardlow. Yeah, this was definitely designed to see what it'd be like for Wardlow to get some sympathy during a match. And it worked mm-hmm. out perfectly because the crowd was behind him the whole time. Yeah, it's good stuff. He, um, The blade went right after his knee before the bell. Mm-hmm. was trying to work it over. But this is Wardlow. He kind of shrugs it off. But he was limping around most of the match. The match went longer than normal. It didn't go straight to the power bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade got a little bit of offense. He got he was getting some nice running knees in the corner. But then he went for one third uh, kick in the corner. Wardlow caught it, transitioned him right up into a power bomb. Hit him with three more. Foot on the chest. One two three. It's good good shit. Of course, in comes Spears with the <laughs> with the chair. Wardlow looks pissed every single time. It looks like Wardlow's going to rip him in half. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, after that, it made me laugh because uh, Wardlow like stuck his hands up, like "What are you doing?" And Spears gave him a high five. <laughs> mm. One thing that was nice about the MJF thing um, during it to sort of dissuade CM Punk from choosing Wardlow he says. Oh, and Wardlow, you've got a match up next. Go, yeah. gotta go get in your gear. Mm-hmm. So that was like sort of 
a nice little fallback plan by MJF to sort of be like, mm-hmm. okay, you're not in this picture. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to yeah. choose you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wardlow was getting um, Goldberg style chance, like Wardlow. During oh, this match, I, too. I didn't notice so, that. That's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> that was the only thing I liked about Goldberg ever was his entrance. His entrance was awesome. Like that's a top tier entrance, but then it just. And he looked great. He yeah, looked yeah, amazing yeah. back in the day when he first showed up. Yeah. But, and like, you know, his initial streak was awesome, especially when I was like 13, 12, 13. I liked when I was it, going on. but I wanted nothing more than someone to beat him. Yeah, and once I, he beat Raven in the flock, I was a little pissed because I loved the Raven's flock in WCW. For, for me, it was when he beat Ming. I was so yeah, mad. Yeah, when he yeah. Beat Ming, I was furious. Yeah. Because Ming, Ming was, other than Wardlow, was like the most protected guy in WCW. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just in general, like the industry just respected him because he was such a bad man. <laughs> and, yeah. and had been around forever. Like, uh, I don't know. I never knew how old he was. I had no yeah. concept of his age. Yeah. It's like I was born and there he was. Basically, yeah, there. I opened dudes. my eyes and there he was in his like fucking like Floridian colored tights in, mm-hmm. in WWF with mm-hmm. uh with the barbarian. Yeah. And he wasn't he was Haku then and he wasn't the badass that he was when he got to WCW. But mm-hmm. holy shit. Like he's the baddest man. No one could ever beat him in a match. He never lost yeah. until he faced Wardlow. And it's like, no, just you mean Goldberg. You said Wardlow. Sorry. Yes. When he faced <laughs> Goldberg, I was like, just, I understand that Goldberg can beat him, whatever you want Goldberg to look like a badass, but just don't feed him Ming. Come mm. on. <laughs> like, yeah. I was so fear. I was like, okay, this is the guy who's going to beat him. I was like, Fucking didn't. He did mm. get more offense in him than anyone else other than mm-hmm. Regal. Yeah, because Regal just shot on him. <laughs> just <laughs> took him down for real and stuff. <laughs> this is so funny. That uh, I think yesterday or today is the anniversary of that match. Oh, okay. Yeah. As well, Rich, which is funny. Regal has his own um, pro wrestling tees now. He, he's got a pretty sweet shirt where it looks like the old Sex Pistols cover, but it's William Regal. I know. It's cool. He's got some nice shirts. It's mm-hmm. really cool stuff. I think he's got to show up in AEW as, just, as, just behind the scenes. I think so because him. I know him and Danielson are super close. So, like he he put together NXT. Yeah, he I was just scouted. Saying, they, he scouted every single one of those guys. Yeah, and a lot of them are in AEW now, so it only makes sense. He's got great taste. Yeah, and plus it'd be uh, funny if they continued the feud, not feud of him and Adam Cole, where he Adam he just annoys the hell out of Adam Cole, puts him in weird matches and stuff. That would be good. Mm-hmm. And it goes like, blood and guts. Yeah, blood and guts. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so next we have a cool, I thought it was a cool little segment. Oh, um, this was it, awesome. It's a vignette where we've got, it's narrated by Alex Abrahantis, and he's saying that uh, when Malachi spit in Pentis, he says, Pentis says, when Malachi spit in his face, he spit into his soul. And it awoke something deep inside Penta. And then they announced that he he reaches into a grave and pulls out a black mask. And he says, uh, essentially just announces that he's going to be Penta Black or Penta Dark. Yeah, which going, is like going forward. Do you know yeah. Penta Dark? 
Yeah, it's from his like Lucha Underground days. Okay. Like, yeah, he he came in as uh, Pentagon Junior, and then he, which I doubt they'll bring in Vampiro, but then he figured out Vampiro is like some dark ruler. I mean, Lucha Underground is crazy, but I loved it. Yeah, it was like some dark demon ruler guy, and he, Pentagon was his people, and he became Pentagon Dark. That's when he adopted the arm breaking thing, and like, it's it, he's super cool like that. So maybe we'll he'll get... start doing the arm breaking thing now. Yeah. Hopefully we get a lot like more hardcore type matches because he's really good at hardcore type matches. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see. I want to see Penta elevated a bit. I I feel like we're not going to, but because there's so many singles stars now that have to get that shine, where a tag guy I don't think necessarily will. But yeah, but I feel like but he should be in there too every once yeah, in a while. It adds adds more stuff to the the Death Triangle versus. House of Black Feud too, which is cool. Yes, yes, and there's all there's also the thing. I can just Penta Black join House of Black. That would be cool. No. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty, pretty dope. That too. would be a very different twist. I'd be like, oh yeah. shit, okay, Did you've got this fucking coming. hooded dude. Yeah, he already looks like a skeleton warrior, so <laughs> it makes sense. Absolutely. So next we have a segment that. I honest, I wasn't really looking forward to it because we've been doing this for so long, but this uh-huh. was amazing. And this was the inner circle. This is amazing because of Santana and Ortiz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but even, I think Jericho sold it well. I thought Sammy was good. Hager, Sammy was good. Hager didn't Hager, talk, which was nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Less talking, just have Hager stand there. But yeah, Jericho didn't super annoy me. Well, he annoyed me, but I think that's the intent. Yeah, that's the point. For. That's yeah. the point, which I like. He didn't uh he didn't try to go overly baby face, which was mm-hmm. nice. Um so Jericho, Hager, and Sammy come out to Jericho's music. Um Jericho's wondering where Proud and Powerful is. He's on the mic, he's saying, I'm not surprised these guys aren't here. They don't respect us, they're not part of the team. And but then of course Proud and Powerful come out with their music, looking like the badasses they are. Jericho, he needs to know why they embarrassed him, why they robbed the fans. Did they have new music? Was that a new song? I haven't heard it. their theme in so long, I can't remember. <laughs> they have had two songs. Okay. So they had their original one. This wasn't that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he wants to know why they why they embarrassed him, why they robbed the fans, why... Essentially, why? Why they robbed the fans of wanting to see Chris Jericho wrestle. <laughs> and I think the crowd booed, boo. No one wants to see wrestle Jericho. Well, here's the thing is that Jericho with the fans is still over. Yeah. In true. the crowd. So he started as the baby face. Like, I th- I felt like they were booing Santana Ortiz at first, but uh-huh. it was subdued. They were like, boo, yeah, boo. Because yeah. they were. San- Santana started talking, everything changed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Exactly. <laughs> Santana said, he comes out, he's like, man, let's call a spade a spade here. Jericho only cares about himself. He always puts himself above the team. Every time we've gone uh, for a title or we're about to get a push, we get pulled back down because we got to go get Jericho's back. Um, and this has happened. Remember when they were supposed to, it looked like yeah. they were going to feud with uh, Pentagon and Rose. Phoenix. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they had to go fight fucking uh, American, American top, top, team. top team. So this has happened um, where they've been, they've been hamstrung. And they even had a match about being the top team in the uh, 
inner circle in the in the faction so they actually yeah. had to fight jericho for this as well at one point um is that all their fights have been for the advancement of jericho never for the advancement of the other people in the group um i love that uh and at this point and he keeps looking at the crowd and he's like right you know the truth am i wrong <laughs> keeps looking at the crowd and go am i wrong and eventually you hear the crowd starting to go no, no, <laughs> like yeah. you're right. Then this is where Santana's pulling the crowd onto his side. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. And then uh, Jericho hops on the mic and he says, you know what? You remind me of Eddie Guerrero, always getting hot and blaming others for your misfortune. I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like, I loved it. I think like this is great heel work. Like this mm-hmm. is a really good way to get the fans to turn on him. Because the fans haven't really, they've been on Chris Jericho, like they've cheered him, not online, but in the crowds, they're always mm-hmm. pro Chris Jericho. Yeah. So this was, a. first of all, fuck you for comparing the, of course you compare the Puerto Rican guy to. Uh, <laughs> I was like, not every Hispanic wrestler is the same. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but also, this is good heel work. He knew what he was doing because he had to make sure that Santana and Ortiz came off as the faces. So yeah. I liked that. And he says, like, what has Kingston ever done for you guys? Uh, he says, you guys had a title shot against uh, against the Bucks like uh, two years ago and you lost. And that had nothing to do with me. Again, really good heel work. Uh, and he says, you know what? I brought you guys into into the inner circle, but maybe I brought in the, the wrong two members of LAX. Maybe we should give Hernandez and homicide a call. And then Santana just tries to ch- choke out Jericho. Just grabs is, super quick too. <laughs> just grabs him by the neck. And he's about to just murder this man. And Sammy jumps in between. He's like, hold on, like back up guys. And Jericho tells him to shut up and give Sammy a little shove. And Sammy's like, you know, what? fuck you. I, I've left you guys before. I'll, um, I'll happily do it again. If you can't get your shit together, I'm done. Takes off the cut, takes off the uh, the vest, throws it on the ground. Which for a biker gang, that's some serious shit. From what yeah. I from what I know from watching Sons of Anarchy, yeah, from Sons of Anarchy, <laughs> like they will just kill you yeah. if you do that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So he leaves, and then Ortiz uh, Ortiz tells Jericho, he's like enough of this bitching where we're from where eddie's from where kingston's from we we don't settle this with with bitching we settle this with fists so it's going to be us against and jericho says yeah let's do that uh hager and i versus santana ortiz next week on dynamite let's settle this once and for all and like Yes, here we go. I f- I'm fucking down for this. And he said attendance is mandatory, like he did for the. <laughs> so so lame. I saw somebody online say that Jericho's like a, like, he's like in middle management, which makes me laugh. Like he's like your manager at work, which is perfect <laughs> description of how his character is right now. Yeah, absolutely. And a guy who thinks that he holds more power. Yeah, especially. Yeah, see, I think he even mentioned that that uh, you know I have the influence here. I have more stroke than Eddie Kingston, and what are you going with him for and stuff? Nah, it's so lame. It's so mm-hmm. lame, and he just keeps freaking uh, he's copywriting all his phrases. <laughs> that... Yeah, he copyrighted that 
whatever the acronym G- was. GFY, which GFY, which Moxley uh, like stealth torpedoed. <laughs> yeah, because he just <laughs> said it. It's <laughs> like, God and damn he, it! So that he had to that, come up with something else equally lame. Yeah, he's got the influencer. Which influencing what? The only the only thing he's influencing is fucking QAnon. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. <laughs> but like I said, hopefully that's they're trying to make him weird and lame like that. Like, oh, I'm an influencer. Like that's the character he's trying I'm to go hoping, for. Man, cause, yeah, because like. <laughs> The only thing he's influencing is fucking like conspiracy theorists. Yeah, me falling asleep. All right. So next we had the second big surprise, which is funny because we haven't gotten to the first one. But yeah. the the well, I guess on the show this was the first big surprise, and I knew exactly what it was because I kept pausing it to take notes. Mm-hmm. So I paused it right as they were saying, and now we're going to cut to Rapongi Vice. It's like, ah, here we go. This is yeah. going to be it. So we have Rapongi Vice in the back. Uh, Trent Beretta and Rocky, they, I think they're with Tony Schiavone. Oh, there was somebody. They're No, they're just back there. Okay. They're just talking to the camera. They're in the parking lot. They're talking to the camera. I don't remember what they say, but. Um, uh, they said, maybe they were talking to someone because. Uh... Because Rocky were, says I'm 100. percent They just want to have their match with the Young Bucks. Yeah, they're saying we're gonna we're gonna finally do the rain check on this on this match with the Young Bucks on Friday, which is awesome. And the Bucks run in, they assault them. Adam Cole runs in, they're beating down uh, Rapongi Vice. I think they're about to give a the BTE trigger. I don't know if they actually do it to Rocky. And then they did it to Rocky, and they're going to do it to Trent. But then okay, and then Cole. Cole points towards the camera and he goes, he says, oh shit, look over there. Look who it is. And walking in frame to reveal the, the, the jacket, the writing <laughs> on the back of the jacket, which was so nicely done. It says yeah. switchblade Jay white. Mm-hmm. It's like, here we fucking go. He grabs Trent and in brutal fashion, throws him into the side of the, uh, into the side the of the truck. truck. Looks yeah. awesome. He smiles. The Bucks look pissed. Cole yeah. looks thrilled. Jay White smiles. He walks away, looks back, says, nice earrings, boys. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that at the time that Nick's earrings were little switchblades. <laughs> were they really? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I noticed it. You can see them better whenever their promo comes up later, which also coming up in their promo later, Nick has the coolest werewolf hoodie on. I mean, it's the lamest, but it's also the coolest. It's like one of those ones you buy at like the kiosk in the mall. But it was awesome. <laughs> you know what? We sh- we should talk about the uh, about the little promo, little thing afterwards. Yeah. So we have uh, we have the Bucks and Cole. They're with uh, they're with Brandon Cutler in the back, and they're asking Cole like, "We we understand that you're that you're friends with uh, that you're friends with Jay White, and that's cool that he had our back. But don't don't you remember?" Uh, Jay White and Kenny kind of—they weren't exactly friends. Yeah, they hated in New each Japan. Other. <laughs> yeah, they hate. They kick. He tried to kick Kenny out of the Bullet Club. Yeah, he, he took Kenny, a title off of him. Yeah, Kenny tried to bring him into the Bullet Club. Jay White said no. Yeah, get, <laughs> beat the he, shit out of him. He became the leader after Kenny left. Like, yeah, he does it. It's awesome, but Cole knows exactly what he's doing, and I fucking love mm-hmm. it. And Cole says, "Hey, man, we're still friends." Bullet Club for life. Um, yeah, he's like, I know we're 
the elite, but remember we took the oath, Bullet Club for life. He says Jay White's <laughs> gonna have our Jay White's gonna have your back on your in your match on Friday. He said, just trust me, guys, trust me. And no, they should not trust him because he brought in Red Dragon, who's there to fuck with the Bucks. He's yeah. brought in Jay White, who's there to fuck with the Bucks. Cole is not there for the Bucks, and I no, love he's, it. He's there to get himself titles. I awesome. love it because Kenny and the Bucks killed Adam Cole, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they kicked him out of Bullet Club, and Cole yeah. remembers this. This yeah, is the story sure. they're telling, and oh, I yeah. love it. And then uh, here's what I tease at the beginning of the show. So you got you got Jay White now. Yes. Working with Adam Cole. You got Adam Cole with the Young Bucks. You got Adam Cole's Red Dragon. Yes. Kenny's coming back at some point. Yes. So I'm sure it's going to be Young Bucks, Kenny. And it's going to be Adam Cole and Red Dragon. And yes. then what's a tag team that Jay White hangs out with? The Gorilla's Destiny. Yep. Who just announced they're free agents too. Yep. So That's think, not on purpose. Or that's not accidental. Yeah. I think that's it's going to be like a little three-way, three-man feud coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. And this is the thing where uh, I think that's probably what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Because they they hinted at the uh, at the Jay White stuff like way like a year ago mm-hmm. when the when all the Kenta stuff happened, yeah. Like they hinted at Jay White coming over at that time, but they couldn't do it. So I I feel like they always had this planned and ready to go, but Tony Khan was just waiting for the right opportunity. And now when he needed something, he's like, all right, I'm going to pull the trigger on this idea mm-hmm. that they probably already had. Yeah. Because otherwise, are you just running with this huge story on the fly? Because that's fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this, this feels great. like something you should have planned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all great. I loved it. And then uh, after, because Adam Cole's like, I got to go take care of something. And then he leaves. And then the Young Bucks are like, hey, Brandon, did you know about Jay White coming in? He's like, I read it on Reddit. <laughs> 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 so good. Really fucking yeah. good. Okay, so so after the and the first Rapongi Vice thing, now we jump into the Isaiah Cassidy versus Mystery Man. And Isaiah Cassidy's in the ring and he's standing on the ropes. He's waiting for the person to come out and he said that he knows who the person is and that he's ready for the person to come out and he he's ready to go. And then limitless keith lee's music hits yeah, and this was not the person that isaiah cassidy was re- yeah was you expecting <laughs> see his face is like oh shit it's matt like, hardy sold it perfectly too like oh god he's gonna get his ass kicked <laughs> we got the bask in his glory uh mm-hmm. seven nation army chant which is awesome yeah i love that chant good shit. i love that um uh, who's the guy that does music in AW? His name just left my mind. Uh, Mikey Ruckus. Ruckus. Mikey Ruckus. Yeah, he he did it. He said he put that together again this weekend. He seems to like to put these banger songs together pretty quick. That's his <laughs> job, man. He his. Yeah. Uh, they probably didn't have him locked in until like Thursday. Yeah, that's true because he just got married and stuff. So it's like and he was just it. released on Wednesday mm-hmm. or like Tuesday or whatever. He did get married. He had his wedding. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that the photo that Mia that Mia Yim put out was a fake. She posted um, after he debuted uh, a, a video clip of Eddie Guerrero saying, "I'm sorry, I lied." Okay, there you go. 
that was yeah. her that posted that yeah that was really good yeah because somebody did some sleuthing there and it was really well done and i looked at it yeah. and i was like okay yeah and this this was fun because this is the shit that i like so they had the photo of them at their wedding and mm-hmm. keith lee's beard is all dyed up it is lined up he's looking there's no gray on him at all he's looking awesome mia yim she's rocking like lots of blue hair she's got very distinct nail polish on and mm-hmm. then they sh- and then they showed the photo that she posted of them like drinking champagne looking like they were on a boat or some dog <laughs> or something on their honeymoon and his beard's a little different. He's got gray in it. He doesn't look as lined up anymore with his hair. Yeah. Mia Yim's hair is not as blue, and her nails were different. And then they showed a picture of her the previous night. So I guess not last night, but the night before, which was after the honeymoon photo. And her hair was back to blue, and her nails were different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I think this guy's on to something. And yeah. he was. She's yeah. trying to throw people off, and I love that. They're working. Mm-hmm. That's good shit. Always be yeah. working. I love yeah, because whenever she first posted that photo, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was like yeah. oh, no Keith Lee. Shit. Yeah. They tried to throw us off, and that's good. Cause, and we know AEW thinks like that, and they mm-hmm. appreciate that shit, because they knew everyone was saying Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff. I loved it. He comes out there, he's wearing his Keith Lee vest, and he slowly unzips it to reveal yeah. that he's not wearing like a tight little shirt yeah. for his match, which was awesome. Yeah. Don't be scared of the Keith Lee meat. No, oh, man. <laughs> Show it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and this match starts off with Isaiah Cassidy getting great in his face, being like, I'm not afraid of you. And Keith Lee grabs him backs him up into the corner and just Bradley beals him to the fucking moon. Yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. He launched it. <laughs> launched him so bad far. And I kept looking. I was like, there's no way that Isaiah Cassidy could have jumped. Like, just from looking. So like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, Keith Lee just, like, shot put. I mean, he had to have jumped a bit. But, like, <laughs> he just shot put at him, like, to the moon. Mm-hmm. To the He went coast to coast. Yeah. It was... It was incredible. I, I think Keith Lee could have probably thrown him out of the ring if he wanted to. <laughs> it was so incredible. It was so nicely done. And it was a perfect matchup because, you know, Isaiah Cassidy can launch himself farther and higher than anybody on the yeah. roster. Not named Dante. And you don't really want to do this to Dante. So Cassidy's better. He's part of a tag team. This doesn't hurt him. Yeah. Um, really great stuff. And he does the... The drop down, the the leapfrog, the crossbody, looking awesome, looking a little heavier than he did in NXT, but that is understandable considering he's been off for ninety days plus yeah. whatever the health scare he had earlier, yeah. which was COVID and heart related. Yeah, and COVID can affect your heart, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's yep. also a like a vascular disease as well it affects mm-hmm. your brain it, it can affect a whole bunch of things so mm-hmm. the man almost died so i'll give him a little bit of uh a little bit of leeway with his shape right now but yeah just awesome to see him out there moving around like that mm-hmm. then 
he picks him up, hits him with what's this move called? It's like a his finisher. Yeah, a big bang catastrophe. This is okay. This is what the is a Vegeta move from Dragon Ball. Because I I know he awesome. has the spirit bomb, which is the mm-hmm. uh, which is the power bomb. Yeah, but yeah. So this one's like a sort of like a jackhammer, but it's yeah. like a puts him on the it's shoulders like a, first. Yeah, he goes like looks like he's gonna do a Death Valley driver, but then he yes. transitions it into a jackhammer. It's awesome <laughs> when he when he popped Cassidy up to catch him on his shoulders. Cassidy did the scream. Which yeah. is amazing. I was because I was initially disappointed Cassidy didn't do the scream when he launched him across the ring. Yeah, it's almost as if Cassidy forgot. He's like, okay, well, right. My yeah, my job like, here. I'm being paid for my scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first one he probably was legitimately like, I don't want to die, so let me concentrate on landing this right. And an awesome detail, um, because Matt Hardy had said that he had been saying online on Twitter in videos where he was hinting at Jeff Hardy, he said that he's been very disappointed in private party. And if they keep losing, he's going to have to make some changes. So Mm -hmm. in this match, like, uh, Isaiah Cassie got hit with a pounce at one point and he goes flying from inside the ring, outside of the ring. He He goes, he goes flying out of the ring and Jeff Hardy just hops the the guardrail and leaves, walks out through the crowd, Mm -hmm. which is a reference to, Jeff Hardy's last appearance with WWE. That's what he did at that house show. Yeah. He hopped the guardrail and just walked out. Mm-hmm. And the um the not I not the IWC, but reporters had said that uh they reported it as him being erratic, erratic mm-hmm. behavior. And then uh I can't remember which announcer said it here that but they said, Oh, that's kind of erratic behavior from Hardy. Yeah. Which yeah. is a really, really nice nod to Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy. So this is moving towards Matt Hardy, hopefully leaving HFO, maybe disbanding it, leaving it in Andrade's care. And he said that he needed to get more extreme. So we're mm-hmm. getting Team Extreme back together, boys. That's yeah, which, com- that's coming in March. We know which that would be fun. Have- I just want to see the Hardys versus private party. That'd be a really fun. Yeah. Match. It's going to be great. Then this is the start of that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's funny because everyone was like, Oh, is, is his opponent going to be Hardy? No, but this match did have something to do with them. Yeah. So for good, sure. Good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after the match, after he just squashes um, Isaiah Cassidy, he, Mark Quinn jumps on, keith lee's back he they sort of beat him down but he more so just rolls out of the ring and then Mm -hmm. isaiah cassidy goes to do a uh sort of like a torneo slash Mm -hmm. just cross body thing keith lee catches them and then you see mark quinn go for a copay con hilo he flips over the ropes keith lee's already dropped isaiah cassidy but he catches (laughs) catches mark (laughs) quinn and he didn't eat his his body didn't move an inch. Yeah, he just yeah, it didn't look like he cut he looked like he caught like an like an apple or something. Like he didn't move at all. <laughs> he didn't move at all. He catches him, deadlifts him in the air, power bombs him first onto Isaiah Cassidy, and then just destroys him on the apron. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it's it's just incredible. His smirk when he did this. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was losing their mind. 
I loved every second of this. I cannot wait for Keith Lee. So as I'm looking at it right now, it looks like we're getting so far Keith Lee, Andrade, and Darby Allen all in uh-huh. that ladder match, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and I mean the MJF keeps teasing Wardlow to be in it so he can win it and give the title to MJF. So we Wardlow will probably be in it, which we'll get to see Wardlow and Keith Lee face off, which is gonna be awesome. Yeah, with Wardlow so, being in it, I did think him winning and then giving it to uh MJF would be cool. However, it's a shot at the TNT title, mm-hmm. which I don't think they wouldn't give the TNT title to MJF. So I don't see Wardlow winning that. Yeah, maybe he won't even be in it. But um I think he could be in it, but I think this is Keith Lee's to win. I think oh, Keith, Keith Lee Lee's wins, winning this and then winning the TNT title the next then night. Then he beats then... Sammy and you texted mm-hmm. me earlier today. You said, When do we get Keith Lee versus Miro? And I think yeah. that's when Miro comes back and we get oh, Miro versus champion Keith Lee. Yeah. And Keith Lee title. beats him. Oh man. Yeah. I think yeah, Keith Lee but... goes on a monster run for a while. He needs to. He needs to. But yeah, this was a hell of a debut. That's how you debut Keith Lee. It's, I know we don't talk, want to bash WWE, but it's just baffling to me that you have Keith Lee and you don't know what to do with him. That's what you do with him right there. <laughs> and like, it just don't don't makes, put him in a fucking cat suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just let him go out. He's, because he's super charismatic. He can do everything. He, I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> just let Keith Lee be Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll make your company a ton of money because he is awesome. He was the talk of the wrestling world before he entered into WWE because of mm-hmm. just being himself. Yes. Yes. So just let him do that. It's amazing. I love it. It's fantastic. It, no matter what they did for the rest of the show, I would have been happy and they still knocked it out of the park. So it was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when we talk about how great last night's show was, well, just because the two debuts is this whole show is just awesome. And the, the next match is a big part of it. Cause this tag team yes. match was awesome. Great. This was FDR versus CM Punk and John Moxley. Moxley. However, just amazing. John. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> yeah, amazing work in this. Um, I love that immediately the announcers brought up uh Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Um because with Moxley now teaming with CM Punk, that's kind of a slap in the face to Brian Danielson's offer to Moxley. Yeah. Which is really smart. I still want that stable from Danielson, but we'll see how that's handled going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, this match was just, this was classic tag team wrestling, which I loved. Yeah. Really good yeah. stuff. This was really good. This was the uh, working class superpowers versus mm-hmm. FDR. Yeah. Um, FTR was using all their heel tactics to get at Punk's bad knee, which is really good. There um, was some near falls in this match that actually got me towards CM Punk towards the end. I was oh like, yeah, hey, Punk lose again. I was like, oh, oh shit. yeah, they they <laughs> they absolutely. I I bought in on those near falls, especially the uh, the ring bell shot. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that got me too. I was like, oh, they're gonna have CM Punk lose again, <laughs> which is fine because it just throws another another hurdle in front of CM Punk. He's got a yeah. he's got like a month to build toward this pay per view still. But yeah, they were. FDR were the superior grapplers in this against the brawlers. Um, 
we have FDR putting Moxley through a table during picture in picture, which yeah. is funny. Then they're just wearing out Mox. They they slingshot him into the into the bottom turnbuckle from the ground, which is crazy. Um, they're expertly keeping them away from each other, away from the hot tags. Um, when uh, when Mox finally got Punk back in the match, they hit an awesome Doomsday device. That Doomsday device they did was like picture perfect. That was like is amazing. It's so yeah. good. And I love seeing a doomsday device against FTR. I swear mm-hmm. to God, I see FTR take a doomsday device every single match. It's like in their contract, we need to take a doomsday device. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah, this is where FTR hits Punk with the bell. They counter, and then they... And the Punk ended up, I don't know, after he got hit with the bell, he somehow managed to uh, get one of them up for a GTS, mm-hmm. but it got countered into a big rig, which looked awesome which he didn't kick out of moxley broke that pin up there's a crew there's a crazy like final three minutes of this match Mm -hmm. where punk and mox are going for their finishers uh constantly going for the uh the gts and the the paradigm shift but they but they can't get it and then they they transitioned into the bulldog choke and the anaconda vice and i Mm love this spot because you you know the ftr set this shit up because they mm-hmm. always do the tandem submission ending, yeah. which is going way back to their match against uh, what was it? Not Alpha DIY. Flight. Oh yeah, DIY. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other team wasn't called Alpha Flight. I can't remember yeah. what they were called. American Alpha. American Alpha. Alpha yeah. Flight's dope though. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they're able to break that up, and then eventually they do hit the double finishers. It's picture perfect. The timing was awesome. Tolly ate a GTS too, which is amazing. Um, he tried to, it looked like he tried to sandbag Punk at first. <laughs> well, I mean, I he's think... like he's a million years old. Yeah, I was gonna say I just don't think he could jump really. <laughs> no, he couldn't. Like, uh, like what is it called? Like post himself or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he couldn't do that part. But uh, yeah, FDR eventually uh, they eat the duel. They eat the dual finishers, they lose. But yeah, the, that fucking ring bell spot when they mm-hmm. also because he pulled, I think it was Dax pulled the tights for the for that pin. I was like, oh my yeah. god, they're gonna mm-hmm. win this match. Yeah. And I was convinced they did. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh shit, that was a good. That that's a very good deer fall. But the uh, the finish, the tandem finishers, the timing they did that was like perfect too. It's nuts. It's amazing. There was a sublime final three minutes to that match. And probably one of the best tag matches, probably the best tag match of the year so far. Mm -hmm. When did the, no, the Lucha Brothers win happened previous year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was last year. FDR is on a hell of a run right now. They are my favorite tag team in the world right now. They're They're so fun. Because they can work any style, mm-hmm. they can work any style with any team, and it's it's just awesome. Still waiting for the Briscoes to show up to fight them, but it's coming. I don't know when yeah. it's coming, but I think it's coming. I hope it's coming. Me too. If not, it's really weird for them just to show up. <laughs> yeah, well, because I mean, they showed up in Ring of Honor. The FTR did, so it's got to be coming. Maybe it's yeah, just... at some point, but it's it's strange. Uh-huh. It's a 
it's a weird slow build. Maybe it's because they have to drop the uh, the Ring of Honor titles. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I thought they did, but now I'm thinking back that was the GCW titles. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, it's maybe the Ring of Honor titles are holding that up a bit. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Jade versus AQA. And for those who don't know, AQA was signed to WWE. To wow, <laughs> too many, <laughs> too many, uh, too many letters here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> AQA was signed to WWE. She did work for NXT under a different name. She did uh, win her debut match against. Oh, what's her name? She was also just recently released. Tony Storm. Oh, she beat Tony Storm in her debut match with a shooting star press. It was a very impressive win, and then they never used her again. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What? Why would you squash your your top star in your division?" Yeah. And it wasn't and even it a did, squash, but it was like an emphatic win. Yeah, and then to never use that person again, like it makes sense if you kept using her and like yeah. built off that. And but. she's twenty four. <laughs> Holy mm-hmm. fuck! He, she's a star right there for you to use. Mm-hmm. To, for you to build around, and they did not, and now they're completely lacking for women in their company. Mm-hmm. Bizarre decisions. Anyways, mm-hmm. she showed up in uh, in AEW. She got a vignette promo package at the beginning, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Honestly, immediately I got Ricky Starks vibes. Yeah, like when Ricky Starks debuted, the same thing. Open challenge, hot young rookie talent. Um, just rolls in there, gets a promo package, goes out there, gets to shine against the champion, looks really good, has people wanting that person signed afterwards, gets a lot of shine. She Yeah, she got a lot of offense in. She got her finisher off on Jade. Mm-hmm. She hit the damn shooting star press. Yeah, which is, she has a really nice shooting star press too. They don't let, in wrestling, they don't let people do shooting star presses. Unless they can really nail it. And they did it against their star champion. So this Mm -hmm. is a fucking thing. Anyways, AQA looked awesome. She's legit. She's young. Um, Jade looked awesome as well. She gave him that big gorilla press. She hit her with... uh, But yeah, so AQA hit her with a sling blade and then a swinging DDT. Then went for Mm -hmm. the shooting star press. Went for a second shooting star press. But apparently Jade standing up hypnotized her, and she just got down off the top rope. Yeah, that was a mistimed spot, but that's it unfortunate. Was. But it, it was. was. I was just yeah. having, a, having a little joke there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if Jade yeah. stood up to me, though, I'd probably be like, oh, shit, let me uh, get out of the way here. So, like, yes, ma'am, I'll rip down off yeah. this rope for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Please don't kick my head off. But yeah, AQA went for another crossbody off the other top rope. Jade caught her and hit her with the tour of the islands. That was a sick ass tour of the islands too. That's that one of the best. T- I think that might be better than Jeff's Cobb's yeah. tour of the islands. I lost my shit when she did that. Mm-hmm. I was beside myself, and it knocked AQA out. Then she picked her up for the jaded, and AQA came to as she was in the jaded, as she was falling down. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Really good details. Mm-hmm. If Tony Khan doesn't sign AQA, he's a madman. Yeah. And you, I would love to think that he wouldn't put her in that position if she wasn't. But then I always think back to the Allison K 
where he put her on a, the the opener for his pay per view and then never signed her or called her ever again. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you never know, but this yeah. just feels like a no brainer, and they wouldn't have filmed the promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see something in her in. Yeah. Uh, another thing AQA did that I really liked. Jade popped up for something, but then AQA turned it into a drop kick like mid air, which was yes. Sweet. Yes, yes, that was yes. Awesome. She looks so polished for as young yeah. as she is. And she's somebody and who apparently only has about 40 matches as well. Tra- trained by yeah. Booker T, who's a hell of a trainer. He's trained a lot of women. He yeah. trained Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. He trained Athena, who's out on the indies now. Free agent. Uh, bring her in too, man. Yeah, you got to bring her in for sure. But uh, I was going to say another thing about Jade is it, I don't know if she said it or it recently came out, but she's been trained with Danielson. And you can tell she is improving so much these past few weeks since it's come out that she's been trained with Danielson. That hip toss, like she, that hip toss. Yeah. Ooh. Like she, she plays to the crowd better. She's seems more fundamentally sound. Like it's, it's kind of nuts, but if you trade with Danielson, I expect he's like the best. So it makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then we had that Cole and the Bucks thing. We're not going to talk about that again. So we're actually going to transition directly to another women's match. It was what? only a one-minute women's match, but I don't I have, care. It, it's, it's a storyline, though, so it makes sense. No, it's good. Here's the thing. It's only the second time we've ever had two women's matches, I think. Maybe the first. Yeah. So I'm happy for this. This is, I think, I don't know if I said this on the show or just to you, but they should do at least a Jade Squash match because that's her character. Yes. Uh, that way you can always have two matches. Uh, speaking of the last match, the TNT t- title to TBS, that's the first time it's been defended on TBS. <laughs> I know, which is funny. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amusing. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that she did get to defend it on the main show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. So this match, this is Serena Deems, Serena Deems, Serena Deems, fi- uh, professor's five minute rookie challenge. So mm-hmm. she challenges a rookie to come out there and last five minutes with her. She had some poor piece of meat out there. The rookie mm-hmm. goes right after her right away, just gets just gets turned away. Uh, Deeb turns her back to her, uh, challenges her to take the first shot. She does. Immediately she turns it around on her, locks the serenity lock in. She looks up at the timer just so that she can wait until she's at the one minute mark before she cranks down back on that knee. She just obliterated her in one minute, mm-hmm. which is awesome. She's going to do this every week until yeah. somebody shows up who can, uh, who can go toe to toe with her. And I like this. I think it's either she to come whenever she comes back or another fantasy booking. And I hope it happens. Athena that we were just talking about. She's not a rookie, but she's a rookie to AEW, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that would be cool. But yeah, just uh, eventually she's going to face somebody that she can't do that to. And that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's uh, like, what's her name? Um, Marina Shafir or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Actually, that makes a lot of sense because she is kind of a rookie. She hasn't been wrestling that yeah, she, too, too long. She hasn't so. been uh, introduced to everybody. Serena mm-hmm. Deeb would know her yeah. from her time at the Performance Center. Yeah. So that could be something because people don't really know who she is yet. So you could yeah. present her as a rookie. 
And she's got a shirt on Shop AEW, so. Yeah, they have her signed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good That'd be stuff. dope. That, I like your idea, but I do like, I just want Athena to come in. Yes. So I'll just I want Athena, that, but, I want Athena to come and keep saying it. We'll try, yeah. <laughs> trying to manifest it. Yeah, but the Marina Shafir thing is, is cool. I like that. The longer, she she, is, the longer Athena doesn't come in, the more scared I get that she's not going to. Yeah, me too. And I don't want that. Okay, so next we have the main event, it looks like. Oh, we're sure yes. we're right here, yeah. Yeah, here this we go. fucking match ruled. I know some. I saw some people complaining about the blood. I don't give a shit. This match was awesome. <laughs> How dare they give us good entertainment? Yeah, it's a Texas death match. What the hell do you think is going to happen? It's of course a, people are going to believe. It's a blow-off to a short feud. Whatever. Yeah. Although, I will... One complaint is... I've only seen a few Texas death matches, but they've changed the rules to it. It used to be you had to pin someone, and then they had to answer the 10 count. Now it's just a uh, a 10 count. But that's a minor nitpick. This match was awesome. Do you like the... You, you prefer the pin? No, it's kind of corny to pin someone and then they have to answer a 10 count. But yeah, that's just how... It's kind of weird, the only, right? <laughs> Yeah, the only other Texas death match... I've seen a few, but the one I remember is Big Foley versus Vader. And they did that. You had to pin him and then answer the 10 count. Because it's funny. Because if that's the case, why don't you just lie on him for 10 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> or like make the three count and go to, into the 10 count, maybe? Like you do one, two, three, and then they get up, they got to answer seven. I don't know. That's too complicated. Well, because it's, just... it's like, why don't I just like make it harder for him to get up by continuing to lie on him? Mm-hmm. That's true. Especially if you're someone like Vader. Just yeah, lay just, on. Just sit on <laughs> Yeah. I dare you to get up. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, this match was awesome. And here's the thing. With Archer, you know these matches are awesome. This is what he does. Yeah, this is like his match now. He's had the... Three, third one in like three years. This that's is one a every signature year. match. Yeah, that's awesome. He's good at it, and mm-hmm. for whatever his faults are, he's he's got no faults in these matches. Just uh, he's built for it. He's yeah. great at it. The match starts. We get his music, but they're like, "Oh, we're like, oh, in the back." They they cut to the back, and Hangman's just beating the shit out of him, <laughs> just yeah. fucking wearing him out so i don't know if archer did his usual where he tried to attack hangman beforehand and drag Mm -hmm. him out there and hangman just fought him off or hangman was just like i'm gonna get you first i don't care i just but i love that it was hangman beating the shit out of archer and not the other way around it's great Mm -hmm. then they battle out the the tunnel and then for some reason the forbidden door is apparently just the uh heel tunnel now. Yeah, I think that's supposed to be Archer's entrance because it had his symbol on the glass. I think he's supposed to bust through the glass when like, he came out. Yeah, but when do they have just a glass door there? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> he, he threw Archer through the forbidden door, mm-hmm. um, smashed the glass. Archer's already busted open before the fucking bell even hits. They battle down the ring. They're going buck wild. Um, Hangman hits a buckshot lariat right off the, right off the hop, which... Is kind of a, I find to be sort of a shitty trope with last man standing matches because mm-hmm. no one ever hits their finisher in a match right away other than these matches. And then the guy yeah. gets up at like eight or whatever. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just wish they wouldn't hit the finisher right away in these matches because mm-hmm. you always know what it is. They do it every time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the match. The, their match is going, they're battling out into the crowd, and as they're doing that, um, Dan Lambert comes out and he starts unscrewing 
the uh, the the, the ropes, which is yeah. which is nice because first of all, it's removing the rope, and also it's going to give them some nice weapons. Yeah, yeah. And Hangman can't do the buckshot with no top rope, which is amazing. When they get back to the ring and there's no rope there, there's just two ropes, and they're like, yeah. "Oh shit, Hangman can't do his uh." That's the last buckshot he'll be doing in this match. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, an archer busts open Hangman with the hooks from the turnbuckle. Oh God, and Hangman was bleeding. He mood a scale, man. Mood yeah. a scale. <laughs> like this was. In which this was like he tweeted out. Did you see his tweet? I'm trying to bleed every month, and then like I saw all these women wrestlers like welcome to our. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good shit. I love Hangman. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> um. So while Hangman is getting, he's all fucking bloodied and disoriented. Jake Roberts grabs him short on clothesline. It was just awesome. Then he goes to do the DDT, and they cra- the crowd is chanting DDT, DDT. Yeah. <laughs> and Archer comes over, shoves him away, and takes Hangman away from him. And and, yeah. and Jake the Snake is pissed. He's like, "Oh come on, man!" Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love the Archer Jake. It's just kind of like elder abuse. <laughs> it really is, man. <laughs> it really is. Just abuses this poor old man yeah. with fucking no lungs. Yeah, let him have a let him do a DDT. Now he may be just scared that Jake well, will destroy himself if he does. A I DDT. don't think he's, he's probably not medically cleared to do a DDT. No, 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 no. He, he could do a short arm clothesline, but but I love that the fans started booing. Uh, start booing yeah. when Jake didn't get to do his DDT to their yeah. beloved hangman. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, then they go back inside the ring. We got kendo sticks, we got trash cans, and we got a damned fork. Oh my god! And Archer uses that fork. He just he's Abdullah the butchering all over Hangman's bloody face, and then he licks the fork. He put clean. he puts all that fork in his mouth. Oh, clean. <laughs> Yeah, which is so gross, and we're in a pandemic. But fuck, <laughs> but fuck, man, Jesus, what a visual! Yeah, and then he tips the stairs over sideways. Oh, fuck! And fucking, I thought that Hangman was going to reverse this and get out of harm's way, Me but no, too. he blackout. He hits Hangman. With the blackout onto the stairs that are propped sideways, and he bounces off of them, and I think smokes his head off the post. Yeah, he does. He hits the ring post from the bounce off the steps. And that's how fucking fucking <laughs> Excalibur's call. He's just yelling, "Oh God, no! Oh God, no! Yeah. Oh God, yeah!" Because no. I, I think he saw him hit the post, and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like it looked disgusting. <laughs> I thought he killed Hangman. And yeah. Hangman sold it like he was legitimately yeah, hurt, yeah. and I that, was worried. That's a because that's a fucking grown up bump right there that Hangman just took. <laughs> that's he fucking he bounced like off of like it was off a trampoline. Yeah, that's one of the greatest bumps I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and it was disgusting. And if he hits that at the wrong angle, he's getting impaled. Yeah, but fuck. They, they're battling more. They're fucking. Somehow they get a chair with barbed wire. Yeah, Archer grabbed a chair. It has barbed wire in it. They go back into the ring. Um, 
they're battling some more the the ref at one point he he bends down to pick up the barbed wire to to throw it out of the ring and hangman says you know what i can fucking vault off this fucker so he, yeah he pull vaults or like pummel hole pummel horses off the fucking ref uses him for the buckshot lariat smashes uh archer he goes flying off the apron into the through through some tables that they have on the outside and so does fucking uh hangman too he goes yeah they both go flying because there's no rope so they just went flying out the ring (laughs) like it was the fucking blood sport ring Mm -hmm. and uh they're both lying there. Hangman gets up first. Archer does not. The match is yeah, over. Hangman barely gets up. Great shit. This so, is this is what yeah. Archer's there for. He's good at this. Yeah, the um, match was ruled. Match ruled. I loved it. Hangman loves bleeding more than anyone. That's why I love that he made that tweet. Yeah, it's it's a good. It's ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an. No, I, I knew tweet. he was joking. Yeah. when he said it, but it, he because he knows he looks awesome when he's bloody because his blonde hair gets all red. It looks awesome. It's like what uh, Ric Flair used to do. That's why he bleached his hair. Yeah, great stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Then Adam Cole comes out afterwards. Right. Adam Cole comes out. He picks up the belt. He puts it on uh, Hangman Page's shoulder and just slaps it, calling a shot. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's also like a slap him on the shoulder be like, this will be mine soon, buddy. Yep. I'm the yep. bigger star between us. Remember me kind of thing. Like I was, uh, I was high up in bullet club before you were ever really a thing. Yeah. Cause is it, I think was a hangman that replaced. No, it was uh, Marty scroll. So we won't talk about that. Never mind. So I, think, no. I think hangman replaced him, but it's Marty scroll, but we're not going to talk. No, about that. Yeah. Uh, Adam, <laughs> Cole, Adam Cole was there. Uh, the, mm-hmm. But Adam Cole was part of the elite before Hangman was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hangman kind of came in there eventually, mm-hmm. but he, this was this was when Hangman was just sort of like the the mindless goo. He was the Jake Hager of the group. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, he he didn't step. speak. He was he was just the muscle, and mm-hmm. no one knew that uh, Hangman was going to turn into this guy. The mega star that he is now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so looking at Rampage, we've got uh RPG Vice versus the Bucks. That's Rapongi Vice. That's gonna be awesome. Think, so I think you think that's the opener or you think that's the, the I don't know, because it sounds like Jay White's gonna be there. So that could be the closer or the opener. It depends how they want to frame it. Cause I mean, closing with the hangman match, because I know they filmed it back to back. Close with the hangman match, and then whatever match is next, they're, they're going to be silent for. So that's why I think they get the Bucks and Rapungi and Jay White out there to keep the crowd energy up. Because they do also have that Jurassic Express versus Gun Club yeah, tag title I'm match. Just, so that could go first as well. Can't wait for that. It's over so we don't have to worry about the ass boys anymore. Not the ass boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I wonder then. who's going to feud for Jurassic Express after... I don't know. It's kinda... They've already beaten all those teams that were top five that you know were just there for Jurassic Express to beat. They're well, they're gonna have to bring back uh, Red Dragon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly's on paternity leave now, so I think he's got to be coming back, back soon, though. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so then we have Hook versus QT's prize student, which is 
a guy named Blake Lee. Don't know who that is. Apparently he's pretty good, but there's not a lot of people with eyes on him. I guess he must be really good if they're putting him in this match. Yeah. As like a little showcase thing. It's against Hook. All right. Hook's probably going to destroy him, but still. Mm -hmm. Then we have Baker versus Robin Renegade. That's a squash. I don't really know why that needs to be on TV, to be honest, but it's really, it's a vehicle to get uh, Rosa out there. As I say, yeah, Rosa will be out because, well, we'll get to it. But Well, yeah, the the feud right now is Baker just trying to avoid Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And Thunder Rosa trying to get at Britt Baker. So that's just going to be a vehicle. Like, she's going to beat her quickly. She's probably going to hop on the mic. Thunder Rosa. Is she one of Rosa's students? Um... I don't know. Well, like there's two renegades. I think they're twins. They're sisters. Mm. And they've Renegade. both been on dark. Okay. They're they're fine. But uh yeah. I don't know if maybe they're working out at the Nightmare Academy, I'm not sure. Pro yeah. they probably are Rose's students. I mean, yeah. almost all the women are at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's our whole company. They're usually the, the rookie women. And then for the next week on Dynamite, we what we have so far is Jericho and Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. That's awesome. I hope. You think Sammy, I mean, not Sammy, you think Eddie comes back this match? I I hope so. But we'll see. I'm a little worried that Jericho and Hager are going to win. Um, uh, I don't think so. I, I can see it. Although. They got it. They got to be smart enough to let uh, Santana and Ortiz win. You would think so, but I don't know. It is Jericho. That's true. Very true. Then we have Mercedes Martinez versus Rosa in a no DQ DQ match, match. which is going to be brutal. It's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, That's going to be awesome. Yes, that's that's good. So we have a lot of room for more matches Mm -hmm. for that show. I think we normally do by this time. But, they usually have three at least announced, and then uh, on Rampage they'll announce like three more, or you know, the segments and everything on Rampage. Yeah, so we had we had very few matches going into last night's episode, and then they filled it all up with uh, last second matches, one impromptu match. So mm-hmm. this has me, this kind of has me excited. Yeah, because this just means there's the unexpected, and I do like that. I do like the announced card. But I also like that, ooh, what are they going to fill this up with? Mm-hmm. And it's normally something exciting. And we could get another match by for Keith Lee. We could get another, oh, de- sure. we could get another debut. Which we definitely could get another debut. <laughs> I There's honestly, for the next year, the only person I want to show up, for the whole next year, the only person I want to show up on the men's side is Swerve and nobody else. Yeah. No more debuts. Yeah. Stop. Put a lock on it. Because yeah. now you got to start using these guys and getting them time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've yeah. gotten all the great guys from NXT that we always, <laughs> that everyone that where they pillaged the indies and put them all on NXT, AW has them now. They have all of mm-hmm. them, with the exception of Roddy Strong. That's it. That's the only one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one who's missing. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so give us Swerve if you can. And then beyond that, I'm good. Just lock the door. Like, lock that forbidden door. Yeah. 
I don't I don't want it open anymore. I'll take this At least for a little bit. I'll take this because I don't want. I'll take the surprise New Japan guys every once in a while. Yeah, for sure. Th- those are fun. Because I, but some of the women that are still out there, they need. To oh yeah, too. the women you can still add to the division because you look at the mm-hmm. division. It is still it's light. You can improve it. Like that's mm-hmm. where you can improve. Like you legitimately cannot improve the men's division. Yeah, at this yeah, point, like, bring in Swerve, and that's good. Swerve's yeah. a cherry on top. They don't need Swerve. Mm-hmm. I want them to have Swerve, but they don't need him. He's not yeah. necessary. And at yeah, this point, sure. it's like, like you, I was just thinking of who is in the, uh, like who's in the TNT title domain right now. Because people were people were talking about like oh around what tier do we think Keith Lee is in, and I think he's in the the pack Malachi Andrade, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. I was like, holy shit! Think <laughs> like think about mm-hmm. this like uh this like a tier that they have of guys. It's insane because oh, yeah. then because you can put Punk and and. Uh, and MJF there as well. You have Wardlow. You have Danielson, Moxley. Yeah, you have Ricky. You have Hobbs. Like I think Kenny Omega's not even there. He's injured. Yeah, like what? That's a full All Star lineup, and we're not even talking about anybody in the main event mm-hmm. right now. It's it's crazy. And the main event scene now is going to be Cole and Hangman. And you could yeah. you could put Danielson there, and let's say you put Moxley up there mm-hmm. in the main event. But then you also have like Kingston. It's like think of these like these are all like the TNT belt kind of guys. And mm-hmm. then you've got the the young guys below that. You've got like the Garcias and the Moriartys and the and the guys who were in tag team matches like Black and Brody and fuck. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Like you, they do not need anyone else. They just they have they have all the toys at their disposal to start fantasy booking any story they want. I do not want them to bring any more in. And they've got fodder for these guys like Tony Nice or whoever else they want. Yeah. So, shit. That's great. Um. What do you want for Keith Lee? Me? Yes. Everything. I mean, of course I want him to win the TNT title soon, but I eventually want him to win the the world title. I think he'd be the perfect person to take it off MJF. I agree. Or even Adam Cole. Him and Adam Cole had awesome matches in NXT, just have wrestle each other again. Mm -hmm. I think it would be cool to have him against somebody who wasn't who he hadn't faced already. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to do the Adam Cole thing. And I think you can eventually do that. Yeah. Like Adam like, Cole can then take it from him, whatever you want. Yeah. But you uh, could also do, I want to see Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega. Cause yes. that'd be awesome. It's going to happen. All these are going to happen. That's the great yeah. thing. But just, I don't know. I just want Keith Lee to be happy. He seemed really happy last night. So yeah, he seems happy. He's, he's 37. So he's not young. So uh, this is one of those things. Got to get it going quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And the the other thing is, the guys at the, the top of the company, they're not going to be around for that long. Like Kenny has mm-hmm. said that he doesn't have that much longer. We know CM Punk doesn't. 
We know uh, Brian Danielson doesn't. We know um, Cody Rhodes has said that he doesn't. So going forward, that's where MJF, Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, that's when all these guys start getting their reigns. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks. So they've laid the groundwork for all these older guys to start moving on, coaching, retiring, this and that, and you've got the next wave is already there. Very exciting stuff, and uh, I can't awesome. wait. Love it. There's like a dog fight happening in my backyard or something. I don't know. Sorry. I just keep hearing all this crazy growling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're pretty much done if you want to go check on yeah. your dog. It's not my dog. My dog, it sounds much bigger than my dog. I don't know if it's like a stray dog or what the hell's going on, but it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Regardless, I think we're done for this episode. Yeah, buddy. Bye. See ya.